The death toll is continuing to rise in a recently fuelled conflict between Israel and the Gaza Strip. The Hamas militant group launched a surprise attack on Israel on Saturday night, New Zealand time. More than 35 hours later, about 700 Israelis are known to have been killed in the fighting, and more than 400 people have been killed in retaliation airstrikes by Israeli forces into Gaza. Thousands have been wounded on both sides, and both have confirmed that many Israelis were taken hostage by Hamas. Ila Sibdan lives in a kibbutz with her family just 700 metres away from the Gaza border. She said she could have never predicted such a violent assault would occur. Never in my worst nightmares. Um, we we feel protected the whole time, usually, and this this surprise, it, it took us by surprise. It was overwhelming. I, I don't have enough words to describe it. It was, it was actually going to slaughter People just came to the kibbutzes and came to the cities and entered the Israeli ground and just slaughtered people, babies, elderly, everybody, every, I mean, whoever they saw, they killed or kidnapped. The University of Waikato International Law Professor Dr. Al Gillespie says the complicated conflict will continue to escalate. It's complicated and everyone's got a different timeline for when it begins. But with Hamas, it starts from 2007, and you've seen a wave of conflicts since that point. But what happened over the weekend was unprecedented in terms of scale and the type of atrocity that followed with it. What does this escalation mean for for the overall conflict? It's likely to get worse. What what you're probably going to see from here is a ground incursion into Gaza, and it's a very urban environment, and Ironically, this is what Hamas will want because it will remove some of the advantage that the Israeli military has because it will become dense, indiscriminate and very dangerous type of warfare. And Hamas would be willing to pull that kind of conflict off and onto their own population to get some battlefield achievements. The type of attacks and, I guess, carnage that has been reported is, is horrific what you're seeing is a sequence of crimes and whether you're indiscriminately firing missiles into a other population without distinguishing between combatants and civilians is a war crime. When you're taking hostages, it's a war crime. And obviously, if you're executing people, whether they're civilians or soldiers, it's a war crime. And you're seeing a sequence of terrible actions right now and atrocities. For Israel, they will probably respond with disproportionate force, which is their pattern, and that too can be a war crime when they don't make sure that their results are proportionate to the military achievement that they need to go to achieve. War crimes are not new in this conflict, though, are they? It's a theoretical conversation, and and so even though they're not new, we still need to be trying to find the basic standards of humanity of how people can treat each other in times of conflict. But what you're seeing right now in this part of the Middle East is a regression and any hope of a peace process is being pushed further to the side and this will undoubtedly destabilise a lot of the relationships going on where they've been trying to normalise with Israel and some countries will probably start to rethink their position if the conflict in Gaza worsens, which I think is likely. So lots of international leaders have come out and said that Israel has a right to defend itself. But could that be problematic in itself? 
Israel unquestionably has a right to defend itself, but other people on the other side will argue that what's happened with Hamas is justifiable. It's a mistake to think in those types of terms, and people should not mix justification with the methods of warfare, which are crimes. Where it will get complicated is in the Security Council, where some people will defend Hamas and other people will defend Israel. What is the hostage situation? Because it's happening on both sides. Hostages are a clear act of a war crime, and it's illegal to take hostages in times of war. And the problem is is that you should never pay for a hostage to be released or negotiate, because if you do, you make yourself beholden in the future for repeat occurrences because they know that you will negotiate. And this pattern came out of the, the 1970s and 1980s with a lot of airliners and hijackings that occurred. The difficulty you've got now is that the sheer scale of the amount of people who may have been taken is that even though theoretically you should not negotiate, will mean that Israel will have to negotiate because the number cannot be ignored. And otherwise, these people risk being abused and those actions being broadcast live on the internet. And so there will be a push to negotiate, even though Israel will not want to. Is there a failure at the level of the UN or or Security Council sort of level that is allowed... First, we've seen the illegal invasion of Ukraine and then a surprise escalation in this conflict here. What What is happening to allow these things to get worse? This is seven decades of failure with regards to Israel and Palestine. And you've got no clear path towards peace. There was a hope in the 1990s that you could have a peace deal. But as the Gaza Strip broke off from the West Bank, it, it became more complicated. And now that roadmap towards peace is, is near invisible, especially because many people try to, well, many people will muddy the difference between Hamas and the Palestinian Authority and treat them all in the same and not want to have any kind of normalization with these groups. It's a very difficult issue to, to talk about because it's quite divisive. Lots of people think one side is right, while many others think it's the other side. How, how is this ever going to be resolved? I, I think that that's a very true point, that, that you've got, most people will line up pro one side or pro the other. And what's important is to focus upon civilians and the rules of war and atrocities. And so rather than looking at justifications for why conflict may or may not be justified, is to look at ways we can find restraint and adhere to the principles of humanity of how we should treat each other in the most difficult of times. But what you're seeing right now is a regression and some of the actions that appear to have occurred over the weekend will make any reconciliation so much more difficult and the temptation will be to use overwhelming force and that that will just advance the spiral of violence. That's Waikato International Law Professor Dr Al Gillespie.